0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to A Bit Unraveled, comedy podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Hansinger. And let's get into it. Welcome back to another week of A Bit Unraveled. I'm very excited to introduce this guest to you. He is a fantastic comedian, a content creator, a podcaster, and a very good friend of mine. Welcome to the show, Jacob Givens
1: hello thank you mr hensinger hey good to see you man it is really great to see you i i it has been a long time since we got a chance to to especially see each other
0: in person i know especially in person yeah
1: yeah i want to say it was even before it was your farewell party leaving los angeles i think that's the last time i got a chance oh my gosh
0: so Oh, coming up on three years. That's, uh, yeah, I know. Too long. That's too long. Too that's, long. My, that's my fault. It's no, my fault. it's mine drew, too. Life gets east. away. I drove <laughs> east. That's, that's on me. You um, did. How long were you gone? How long we, were you in, in Georgia? We were in Georgia, uh, in Atlanta for two years. Two years? Uh, yeah, like almost exactly two years. Wow. 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 Yeah. It's, it's funny because it, it felt like... It felt like two years to us, but then we got back and people were like, oh, I didn't realize you were gone. Yeah. You know, because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it, it's different, I think. Like, you uh, yeah. notice it more than other people, I guess.
1: Time does move differently because if you were to tell me to guess how long you were gone, I would have said, oh, maybe under a year. That's how it felt. It felt like you guys moved away. You know, I kept up with posts and what you were up to and seeing that kind of stuff, but it really time moved at a different you know level it just seemed like oh they were just they just left and now they're coming back so yeah. it's crazy it was two years
0: totally yeah and yeah. i mean it's good for us too coming back and having that that be the way that people feel about it right that we hadn't left that long you know yeah um so it was and what a year to come back what a year <laughs> what a year i mean we got back in february like mid-february oh, of course you're time did. to get locked down mm-hmm. so um yeah it was great timing great timing. yeah
1: do you think so funny enough do you think that you're grateful that you were in LA for the lockdown or do you kind of wish that you guys had still been in that location for this time period was there like a you know hindsight kind of situation
0: there's uh, I I mean there's pros and cons to both um I'll say it would have been nice to be there um one for, I mean, the, the rent was a little bit cheaper. That's, that's nice. Uh, sure. It was driving distance to family. So yeah. I would have been able to um, go and visit family just by driving up the, the 95. Yeah. Um, so that would have been cool. Cause I haven't seen any family outside of well, my brother lives out here. So I've seen. Yeah. Him. Yeah. So then yeah. that's the flip side too, is that, you know, I get to be out here with my brother and, and he's not by himself stuck out through this. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it's nice being back in LA. Um, yeah. I definitely like this apartment better than my last yeah. apartment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just the physical space. Um, sure. is nicer to be stuck in. Yeah. Um, so th- there's pros and cons and it's also yeah. nice, just, I mean, it's nice being back in LA for, for the Dodgers win for the Lakers yeah. win. There you go. Um, and then it's also nice to be back here for, um, I mean, through some of the tough times. Cause it, yeah. you know, if this is, you know, I consider this more of my long term home and um, you know, it's it's nice to celebrate the good times, but it's also nice to go through some of the tough times and be part yeah. of that community that, you know, dealt yeah. with that stuff. So yeah, so yeah
1: for sure. Well, um, it's awesome to have you back for sure. It's good to, to see your back. face. Yeah. You, look, you look so you look so polished. You look so clean and handsome. You don't look like somebody who's been living under a rock for nine months like most of us do. <laughs>
0: I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. I'm trying my best. I'm trying. Trying my best. your best. Trying your best. Okay. Uh, I haven't had to do a self haircut recently, so that okay. Helps. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Did you do that at all? Did you have to do a self haircut during quarantine? I let it grow really, really shaggy, mm-hmm. and um,
1: and I got pretty, pretty full. And then right when the lockdown stuff started to lighten up a little bit, that that period of time in the summertime where it was like, okay, we're we can go and do businesses as long as it's distance and safe. I had been going to the same stylist for years, and yeah. she had a great setup. And I went in, and I got my hair cut there. But it was—I was like the only person in the room, and it was masked, it was safe, and and yeah. whatnot. But since that time, which was sometime over the summer, I haven't gone back yet. But I'll probably just get a pair of clippers out or something at some point if I if I can't go get a haircut soon. But
0: yeah, you have a you have a hairstyle that I feel like you could get away with doing some some snips on your own. I do
1: have, over the years, uh, if you were to take like a flip book of my hairstyles, I go from everything from you know long, long hair to short, short hair. So I'm, I've been, I've been fortunate enough as, as a man my age, who has a full, uh, luscious head of hair, luscious, and luscious, and I can, I can do all sorts of fun, silly things. That was my, yeah. I didn't get good vision um so you know it was the exchange it's like Trade some off. people can see really well i can't see anything i'm wearing contacts and glasses yeah. but
0: i do have the good hair so yeah hey it's worth a lot yeah. and so yeah.
1: do you hey, so man. do you you got you got you got yeah. like i could surf that wave on your
0: head <laughs> <laughs> try it try it i want to see <laughs> or, it happen i will i will um that's awesome does your wife cut your hair at all does she uh, she, she into
1: that? is actually pretty good uh yeah. she cuts both the boys hair Um, and she's gotten like, she'd always kind of done it from time to time when we, you know, every few years we absolutely scheduled them for like a legitimate haircut before all this. Yeah. And then, but every now and then it would be like a, it would sneak up on you, you know, it'd be picture day and we'd be like, shoot. And she would, she would do a great job of it. But then on this this time, she's cut their hair the whole time and mm-hmm. she's gotten to be really, really good at it. Like, you know, she knows how to do their hair. But I don't, re- she doesn't have to mess with mine, you know, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm ca- I mean, I would probably let her because I do think she's good enough. But yeah, she
0: doesn't, doesn't I, I've me. gotten Ashley. So I did, I did one home haircut before like when things were shut down. And then yeah. I was getting to the point, I was like, I can't stand it. I got can't it. Stand it. Yeah. I bought trimmers. I, I shaved the sides my, on <laughs> uh-huh. my own and I, I couldn't do the top. But I, I, I was like, Ashley, you have to do the back side. Like you have to yeah, do it on the yeah. bottom. And she was like so nervous. She's like, I'm going to screw up your hair and you're never going to let me forget it. And <laughs> yeah. uh, she did good though. She, you know, she did fine. And, yeah, uh, it yeah, it is nerve wracking. Yeah. And then I was probably due in right before they shut down. And I was like, oh, yeah. So know. who knows what I'll look like on the other side. I know for sure. It's going to be yeah. a mess. It's going to yeah. be a mess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I see you've been you've been actually able to get out a little bit. It seems like and uh, yeah, grow some life during quarantine. I feel like you went camping and stuff. Have, that, or... Yeah,
1: we uh, you know we're pretty outdoorsy folk, and yeah, uh, yeah. we planned some good trips over the you know you know being campers and people that like to do the great outdoors. That's like an ideal thing to do on something like this because you're not surrounded by anybody. You can go with your own family. You can be in nature and not you know really interact with anybody. Um, so that was good. And then we had, we had this little visit up into Tahoe, which I'd never been to before. So we did do that up there and it wasn't as crazy as everybody, you know, like, so I know there's a lot of opinions on whether or not to travel and, and how people feel about that. Mm -hmm. I definitely didn't want to get on a plane, but when you can drive a couple hours, you know, it wasn't that bad. We were in this, um, this small town outside of Tahoe called Truckee
0: and it was beautiful.
1: oh my god it's gorgeous and i was really relieved to see that everybody in that city at least in Truckee, uh took everything very seriously um again this was in the in the middle of the summer when when it seemed like the end was almost here right um and little did uh, uh, we know little did we know and and i mean it wasn't i definitely we weren't being um even on our trip up there it was crazy because if you stopped at like a gas station it was crazy to see how much in california from city to city like a lot of California are people that are not wearing masks and did not care, and it was like, wow, you know, we really do sometimes live in these bubbles yeah. where you think that we're all on the same page, and then you just drive a couple of miles outside of the city, and you're like, oh, oh, okay, oh, so you guys don't want to do this at all, and so it was yeah. a really interesting thing to go on that journey. But then once we were in Truckee everybody in that town there were the signs up they had the, the the guards everybody was wearing masks everybody was walking around in a very distance like respectful way so it was it was a positive positive i dialogue. don't
0: i don't know why but when you said guards i i was thinking like machine guns like, yeah. your mask on. everybody it was it was a it was a
1: militarized <laughs> zone is intense. outside of tahoe wear your they, mask Get wear your mask. Oh. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was the, it was that, thankfully, not that kind of garden,
0: right? I got it now, but that was my initial. I was like, wow, wow, Tahoe, t- Tahoe's intense, wow, Truckee, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> yeah, Truckee
1: does sound like the kind of town, though, that would have like that's the funny thing about Truckee is you hear it, you're like, we're gonna go on up to Truckee, you would absolutely assume that that would be a place where people are
0: open carry, but yeah. I
1: mean, it's, in fact, it's the opposite, so right?
0: Yeah, yeah. no, it's awesome. I get, yeah. I feel like even within my own like uh, apartment complex and stuff, it's mixed. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I always wear it. You know, I, I respect, yeah. I respect people around. You never know who's going to be more cautious and all this. And I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's, it's not even always about me. It's about, you know. Yeah, it's, it's just being respectful, for sure. I got yelled at one recently. Was some guy walking in who's just like, you don't need to wear that, man. And I was like, okay, well. Okay, buddy. I'm just walking my dog. <laughs> right. And, I, and if I don't wear it, I'm going to get funny looks. If I do wear it, I'm going to get yelled at. There's no.
1: You yeah. can't win. You no. can't win. Yeah, I, I, we, oh we err on the, on the side of, of uh, safety and mask wearing, for
0: sure. And Yeah. yeah. No, now, this is an interesting thing, because you, you have two kids. You have two boys. Yeah yeah um but now the vaccinations are coming up now it's it's always an interesting idea everybody's on different sides of it you know whether or not you want to get it or not but then it also yeah. brings up the whole giving it to kids again too and i know that yeah is a concern for people i don't know
1: yeah i it's definitely it's you know it's funny that you ask because i am not one of these people who's like oh i'm never gonna take the vaccine i am totally if the if the if the science and research is there, and they say that this is what what is a great idea to keep everybody safe and to end this thing, then I am all for it. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would definitely want to see like how is it working for people, yeah. and I want, I would want some measured results. I don't want to be uh, first in line. I don't want to be first in line, yeah. especially. I don't want to. I don't want to be like here. Here's my six year old. Shoot him full of it. Right. Let's just see where we Let's go with see. it. You know, nice. Yeah. yeah, I'll be, I'll be cautious, of course, but.
0: I do kind of laugh uh, cuz there was like some some big figures are like getting it like on camera and we're like but is it not water? Like how do we know? Right. <laughs> like, right. It's true. You know, who knows?
1: Everything um, has to be filmed and recorded and shared, right? That's just how it goes yeah. in the game yeah. of celebrity. Yeah.
0: But um, am uh that that's cool though that you've been able to like get out and live a little bit. Uh Yeah. We're we're not the campers here. So we <laughs> we we'd be the glampers, I guess. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Uh so we we definitely haven't done as much but i i envy those who are like you yeah. know outdoorsy like that
1: well uh, i don't know if you've ever lived i mean or if you've ever been up to where for the past 8 years i lived in a small town called montrose which is like up on angela's crest and it was you know yeah. up by Descanso. have you ever been up that way before
0: yeah we came to visit you you we did to a concert. that's right yeah I that's to right a concert with you i was I on for- your back singing journey no i'm kidding i, for- I forgot i forgot no, i know up- it's been you it's been up- at least three years no. it's
1: been a while so music yeah. in the park you came up yeah. that way
0: but yeah we've and been so, up there a couple times
1: yeah when you when you live up there you're right off the mountain mm-hmm. and so one of the things that you do is you just very quickly start going okay well 20, 30 minute drive up Angeles Crest and we're in some hiking trails. And so that kind of opened the door that even, you know, when my, my oldest son was really, really young, we just very early on, we're like, this is a fun and inexpensive way to go on an adventure. Yeah. Um, you get a tent, you get a fire and uh, it just, it became something that we regularly did to go up to these trails and, and, and whatnot. So that was a saving grace of it all. But we did move uh, to a new place. We're, we're, we're now in Sunland. And, and uh, it was because of the coronavirus lockdown, because we were losing our minds in the apartment building that we were yeah. living in, because it was just, there were four of us, and my boys are getting bigger. Yeah. And, and, and they, they eat all the time. And we would go for walks and go down to a park and walk around. But after so many months of it, we found ourselves like browsing cities online that we could move to. We just we were like, I I don't know if I can handle this anymore because you just are looking at those four walls and you're like, I I gotta get out of here. But, um, right at the end of, uh, of August, we just fell into this situation where we knew somebody who knew somebody and they were like, Oh, we're trying to rent our house. And it had a yard and it wasn't going to be that much more. And so, this whole saga of 2020 I feel like there was the the upfront part which was like really 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 difficult mm-hmm. but as soon as we got into this this place that we're living now I, I feel like I could never go out in public ever again and I'll be fine I'll be just yeah. fine I feel like I could just be holed up here and I'm totally okay
0: that's so, awesome
1: that's great good. that's it's cool yeah that's super
0: cool yeah awesome um, I do want to turn things a little bit because I want to talk about your uh, okay your podcast Seriously. which uh yeah. i'm super yeah. excited about uh I, i've listened to a few of them now uh Yay! the best jingle right. in town guys i um, wrote it i wrote it <laughs> ashley was saying she was like jacob always has the best jingles oh thank you uh, thank you so much ashley um but uh, i love it what is it it's yeah. the it's, it's a bio friendly podcast it's the bio friendly podcast, podcast. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's the name of it for everybody yep. the bio But uh, yeah, like it's a great podcast. Uh, Thank you. I love you and you and the other hosts uh, that you do. Yeah, Null. Null, yes. Yeah. Uh, Cool. What inspired that and like what what got you uh, going with that? My life
1: trajectory took a dramatic turn in early 2019 before all this year. Um, I, I did a complete change in kind of career path and trajectory. Um, I'd been at NBC universal for 12 years. Mm-hmm. I'd been there for a very, very long time and I loved it there. I loved it there. It was a great job and I enjoyed going in, but it was also one of those places where I'd kind of hit a wall as to what I could do. It didn't really seem like I could transition over into the creative realms. Like I wanted, I was in the technical side of things
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know, it's funny, like my, my parents, my Midwestern, you know, middle of the country parents were just like, can't you just go to the the movie department and knock on the door and be like i've got a script you know like they the the, they don't slide it under
0: the door
1: yeah they don't understand that it's like gattaca and you're like mopping the floor looking through the window at the shuttle launching and you're like yeah i'm never going to be able to get over there and no matter that i was there for 12 years i would meet people over time that were like hey well i might be able to get you a meeting with Da, 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 da. And I mean, it just never went anywhere. Just never. Right. If you're not, if you don't get into this creative world at the ground floor, like getting coffee, yeah. they're never gonna let you go over there. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I had, um, I had, uh, you know, worked with Noel uh, Carol, who's the the uh, co-host with me, but also he is part of his family business, which is in environment this environmental company called Biofriendly. And Biofriendly had been in the business of, of, uh, you know reducing fuel emissions that had been kind of where they had been over the past 20 years once he got the the uh, the business but he had this vision he was like we really need to like take green thinking and start educating people about it we need to start making it fun because like the green and eco community is a lot of like judgmental uh, browbeating it's a lot of shaming it's a lot of you know, why aren't you doing more? You need to be doing this. It just, it's just a lot of bummers. Mm, And it really is. It's, it's kind of shocking how, how much it is. And so he came to me and he said, I'd love to bring you on the biofriendly team. I'd love to hire you. You know, I know you'd have to leave that job, but I, you know, I think we could make it work. So he brought me on. And one of the first things we thought about, we were like, let's do a podcast. Let's, let's make this thing. And it's funny because you're starting yours Mm -hmm. and, We going into it had an idea what it was, but I think that once a podcast kind of goes for a couple episodes, it starts to congeal and it starts to have like this, this energy and this vibe. And then you go, oh, this is what the show is. Yeah. And we, so we knew we would be going in and being like, okay, this week we're going to be talking about this environmental topic, or we're going to be addressing something that, you know, whether it's. The, the banning of plastic straws or the use of uh, reusable coffee cups or you know what are people innovating in terms of solar technology and wind technology. And we're like, we're gonna address these things, but we're also going to just have fun. Yeah. And laugh and embrace tangents and go down rabbit holes of whatever could possibly happen. And in doing that, the show became a place where two guys hang out, talk about green subjects, educate, but we kind of do it in a sneaky way.
0: Mm -hmm. Because
1: people who listen to the show will come back to us and they'll be like, you know, it's so crazy. I was talking to some friends and they were asking me about such and such. And I all of a sudden started to know how composting works. And I was like, how did I, where did I learn that? And they realized they got it from our show, but we did it in a way that felt kind of, you know, silly, fun and playful. And they, they retained you know information and knowledge in in that space, but it was in a it was in a fun and playful way so that's that's the heart of the biofriendly podcast
0: yeah no it's yeah. awesome uh and and you're right you do got you do kind of like sneak it in a little bit um, we do we do you know I, I listened to the to the straws one recently yeah um you know and, and joking on roost Chris and everything with it <laughs> and uh well yeah totally. it's a good time it's a good time um, thank you it's interesting to hear that there's the some of the people who are are harder about it are actually the people in support of the eco friendly stuff. Yeah, when, when you were saying that, I was thinking it was the 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 anti uh, environmental no, people that were pushing. But it's it, it is funny that. It is coming from the other side also of like, you're not doing enough. You got to- Exactly, exactly. And you're right that it's from both sides. I mean, you have the
1: deniers that say like, no, the climate is totally fine and nothing's changing at all. And you go like, you're crazy. Um, But uh, then you have the other side, which is, so what comes with it is, we as comedians know that what gets ripped on a lot, you get um, crossfitters, vegans. Mm -hmm. uh, These are the people that are often very, outgoing and loud about what they believe in. And so in in veganism and in environmentalism, you have people who have zero waste lifestyles and they've committed to it on such an extreme level that they're very disappointed in any form of waste or any kind of like meat consumption or any kind of waste
0: when and you get the water for when you can siphon your poop three times. A right, exactly, <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's their that's their yeah, perspective,
1: that. and you realize you go. The result of that is I admire your passion, and yeah. by all means, keep fighting the fight. But the right. problem with that is you have millions upon millions of people in this country, specifically, that the moment somebody yells at them, they put this finger in this ear and this finger in this ear, and they go la 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 la. la I can't mm. hear a word you're saying. Mm-hmm. So we realize there's a missed opportunity. There's a lot of people out there that, that are you know, families and they've got kids and minivans and they're like, I can't, I can't buy a Tesla right now. Are you kidding me? And, right. Or I need bottled waters when the kids you know, are out and playing and blah, blah, blah. And so they feel like the whole mountain to climb is just impossible. Like there's yeah. no way I could ever be green. And so we were like, okay, well, we need to find a way to reach them and tell them that, like, even if they changed one aspect of behavior, one, yeah, then it would make a huge difference. Yeah, and if
0: you do that on on millions and millions of people, then
1: you're gonna change the world.
0: Right. So, yeah, I totally that's the agree. Plan. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. Is, is there anything in particular that that you're super passionate about with environmental stuff? Is there like oh, a, obviously a lot of it interests you? Or you're yeah. Yeah. On the podcast, but is there like one thing that jumps out more than others?
1: I think that I it did really change my mindset about meat. Um I have not become a vegetarian or anything, but I I my meat consumption went like eighty percent down. And I I, you know, like the concept of a meatless Monday, um, just just that amount of a you know, but I still enjoy it. You know, it's fourth of July, I'm having burgers, you know, it's a weekend, you're ordering a pepperoni pizza. These are things that I still love to do. But um but on the whole i ch- i tried to transition the way i was thinking about food um mm-hmm. in general and just trying to eat a little bit healthier um yeah. so that was a, that was a big thing and then energy fascinates me the idea of where we're going with energy because um electric cars feels like to everybody that that's the the solve that that's the fix and then you, the further you dig in you go it's got its own set of problems while yeah. it it helps us a lot we have the problem of the battery creation and we have a problem with what are we going to do once these cars are done. And mm-hmm. so it's just an interesting thing. I love always looking for who's developing that next new exciting thing that we haven't even thought about before. You know, that, that stuff blows my mind.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think that both of those are are definitely like high on my list. Um, yeah. we, we've gone in and out of being vegan a couple of times. Uh, I remember that. I remember but, that you shared yeah. some
1: stuff um, you know, online, I remember following kind of the journey that you guys went through cause you felt moved to to do it. And then, yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. a
0: lot of it was environmental and, and, and health reasons and things like that. And mm-hmm. then, uh, and then, you know, finds out it's harder than it is. Sometimes there's also, it you, it's hard to get all of your supplements and vitamins and everything. So, you know, we bailed and ate a full bag of ham, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I get it. I but, get it. Um. But we still, you know, we, we, we are more balanced, like you said, you know. Yeah. And, and I like that idea of, like, meatless Monday or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless it's Monday Night Football and then pizza and wings. Then you know, pizza and wings and then you just do it anyway. No, no, Tuesday. of course. Of and course. And then no turkey Tuesday. And then and- <laughs> um, We'll just do no turkey. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, the other, I mean, and then energy is, is always fascinating to me. Uh, I like the uh, solar energy is always fascinating to see where that yeah. goes uh, in the direction of that. Um, to me, I'm like, why are we not doing solar energy and then powering our electric vehicles off the, of solar. the sun and driving those around and nobody's, you know, I don't know.
1: They haven't been able to figure out what's, uh, I can answer it for you in the fastest way, non-boring way possible. They haven't been able to figure out a way to make the solar cell be able mm-hmm. to capture enough energy to power the car. Like it has to charge over... period of time that it would deplete too quickly. So somebody needs to come up with a solar cell that can do like what a giant roof would do, but like on a cell that big, as soon as we can get there, problem solved.
0: So two things there's, um, I was thinking that if you, if you solar power your house, you can solar power your car from your house. I don't know if that's a thing or not. The, the other thing is that I saw when I was in Georgia, I saw a Uh, a prototype that georgia tech was developing that was all solar power and just driving around for test really yeah so So it's on the horizon people are working on it Uh, they are they are and
1: that's what's inspiring that's what's inspiring so you you that's what's so uplifting is that people really are working on it we can sit here forever and go well you know such and such company is is you know ruining the planet with their plastics and all that stuff but you there's a lot of really uplifting, inspiring stories of of ways that people are trying to fix things.
0: Too. Totally. I, I think I have a video in here. In a, <laughs> I just flip, I spent like 20 minutes of dead space just flipping through my phone. Just totally. Uh, I think I
1: have a hold video. On, One second. You're going to love it. Yeah, You're going to no, love it. Right?
0: Okay. It turns out I don't. Sorry about that. We'll edit that. No. Uh, we'll edit that in later. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it's it's always fascinating. I'm fascinated by science and like where that stuff me is too. going next. Me um, too but yeah and the the straw thing's always that was a fun argument for people when that happened in LA yeah Uh, the banning of the straw people people loved their straws uh yeah and then I remember getting like one of the fold-up plastic straws thinking Mm -hmm. like oh we'll carry this around with us you're not gonna never left the house no never left the house house. I just went sans straw
1: Yeah. You just gotta, And you know, there's people that, and the funny thing was, you know, when that was happening, people were like, we're not, you know, California is never going to have straws. But you realize you were like, it was just the fancy restaurants. It was just like the, the sit down places, like the fast food places are still going to have their straws. They're not going anywhere. But it just, it was, honestly, it was about changing your mindset. And, you know, if you can go without it, then go without it. And then, then you're making a difference, right? Every time you don't grab one, you're making a difference.
0: totally totally um well cool there's also uh we'll switch gears a little bit again Uh, i love all the gear switching on the show switching
1: Switching gears with Ryan hansen i
0: got so much i want to talk to you about i know because it's been three years it's been a while but um also like (laughs) i one of the reasons i wanted you on this time and i wish it was a little earlier is because uh you you know this time of year house harker yes uh, the movie always comes back around yes it Uh, does the full name is uh it was I want to say a jolly good time. It wasn't yeah. a jolly good time. That would be the holiday special
1: yes. if we ever got one. Can you do a jolly, a jolly, can you do a jolly good time? Oh, that would be. I had so a great.
0: bloody good time at House Harker. I had a bloody good time. Um, at which House is available on Amazon now. That's, it is. It's available fantastic.
1: on Amazon, Tubi, uh, Vudu, Roku. It's on pretty much every streaming platform you can think of. And actually, That's... I think there's a version of it on YouTube, to
0: tell you the truth. so. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So everywhere. there, it's That's everywhere. Awesome. <laughs> what ver- when you say a version of it, you make it sound like it's like a Swedish dub. It's a <laughs> Swedish
1: dub. No, I, I, it's, it's funny because we just recently got under this new distribution thing. And, and one of the things that they did is they put the movie on YouTube and we found it. And we were like, wait, is this another pirated copy? Is this another bootleg copy? Because that happens all the time. You get yeah. the occasional ones and then they get pulled. But no, this was they put it up. And we were like, why? And they're like, YouTube is as viable a market as any streaming service out there. It has mm-hmm. ads and mm-hmm. people click on it. And so why not? And we're like, that's fair. So yeah, <laughs> totally.
0: Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh so for those who don't know uh sure. about the movie, uh yeah. shame on you. Uh, right. Shame on you. It shame is a, on you.
1: It's a beloved horror classic.
0: Yes. Uh <laughs> but it's a perfect Halloween movie. I wish I I wish yes. I had this going earlier. So I that's could okay. then it's okay. And they but, can listen to this episode next year. Yeah. <laughs> or just if you watch it to uh mariah carey's merry christmas i think so it, it i think it's so. up perfectly it does
1: it's like dark side of the moon if you yeah. start uh, if you start michael buble's christmas album on the opening minute then it it, it syncs, up perfectly. syncs up perfect
0: perfect <laughs>
1: blood splatter it's perfect <laughs>
0: uh but no it's a, it's a fantastic cult hallo- ha- halloween horror film yes um, yes thank you yeah. you've got a
1: chance to come to one of the Premieres here yes. in LA, right? You yeah, there. Um,
0: yeah, up in up in NoHo Arts, and yeah. uh, it was awesome. And yeah. it was it was uh, it it was wonderful. And and there times when you go support a friend, and you never yeah. know what you're walking into. Oh, I know. And we were beyond pleased and excited <laughs> walking out. Good because you good. never know. This happens in LA all the time. Where they're like, totally. we got this screening of a thing. We've got this off off broadway play and right. you're like i'm gonna go see it and then you know i'm gonna support my friend and i had high hopes i've seen other work of yours yeah, i didn't yeah i didn't go in with that but you just never know and you i was just like, never you is, honestly never know this is solid it's a really awesome uh horror movie so thanks man uh, i know i have Thank other you. friends and, and listeners that are uh into that horror movies and stuff like that so definitely check, check it out. that out yeah, if uh, it's on but,
1: it, if you have Prime, it's free. So, like, if yeah. you're if you're an Amazon Prime member, you don't even have to rent or buy it. It just streams for free if you have Prime, and uh, it's it is a long title. So, if you need help finding it, all you have to type in is House Harker. That's all you really need yeah. in order to track it down.
0: But um, no, no. Tell us a little bit about like the making of that and stuff, like, cause that now you wrote that, correct? I did. Yeah. I did. I, I the the story was. Uh, con- we we all the group of us the team
1: came up with a story together, but then mm-hmm. it was my job to go and write the script. And you know what's funny is Ryan, we've known each other. I met you in 2012, I think. I think that's I remember how the far. day. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I was wearing this shirt or something similar. He's got, he's got it
1: on a-, a he's got it on a calendar with a heart. You know, <laughs> this is what I met Jacob. Well, we, I remember we in the early days, you know. Yeah uh we were always at mics together and and you were one of the first people that i befriended and we went and did um we went to
0: john lovitz john lovitz remember we went to john
1: lovitz and we were like there were like these times where we would just be hanging out for hours and hours to get up and do mic time yeah and what made me think of it was i remember the process of i'm writing the movie we're trying to raise money to go shoot the movie i'm about to go leave the to go make the movie and I knew you through all of it. So I would like see you and I'd be like, well, I'm about to leave for this. And you'd be like, Hey, good luck. Have a great time. You know? Yeah. And so it's wild that I've known you through, through that whole process, but um, it was basically, we had made web series. We had done, Good Cops, which was the silly thing that, that w- then went on to Machinima, which doesn't exist anymore.
0: Doesn't Machinima? It no, it's gone. I was going to ask you about that because that was such gone. a big deal at a time. Okay. It was a big deal. So Machinima ah. was that big video game. How is it gone? <laughs> well, Warner
1: Brothers came in and bought the whole business. Oh, and, and the company was massive. I know. They were massive. They came which is in, why it got
0: bought out. Okay. I yeah, they
1: absorbed oh. it. And they initially, they kept like a small kind of a like a skeleton crew on the machinima team and they were planning on like keeping it going. And then I don't know what happened on, on, uh, you know, behind the lines of of Warner brothers, but somebody just was like, yeah, you know what? Never mind," And just pulled the plug and all the content gone, like our entire season two of good cops gone, like all the views, all the comments, everything. There were millions of videos that were out there that just disappeared. And so, um, we just recently over the past you know few years had gotten the ability to re-release you know good cop season two yeah. and and then we had that that western that we did tumbleweed mm-hmm. so we had done these web series and we were like we could easily we could easily make another web series we could we were the, the snowball had happened and there were people that were interested and excited but we were also going like but at some point in time we need to move on to a bigger arena we need to like bite the bullet and just just go for like the the movie mm-hmm. and so we were able to raise enough money to at least get the first part of it done and to you know go and shoot about 60 percent of it and we shot in the middle of the united states we shot in wisconsin mm-hmm. um and we were like way up by the upper peninsula up there because one of our our you know our stars main star of the film Derek, and he helped produce the film also his whole family was from there and he was like hey, if we filmed in my hometown. We would have help from family to help feed us. We'd have places to stay. And because it's such a small town, you know, they're not going to be Hollywood about it. They're going to let us yeah. get the shots that we need. So we so went out cool. there, shot it. And uh, yeah, it's just it, it was a it was a unreal experience in my life. Um, it was really challenging to finish it all up. You know, we did a Kickstarter to do the post and then and then once we were done with it, it was like, then we spent this year trying to promote and get into film festivals and travel the world, trying to get people to get eyes on it. So it's it's amazing because making a feature film is literally like three to four years of your life, no matter how you do it, you know? Yeah. So it just takes a long time.
0: Now, this was the same group then from Good Cops and Tumbleweed that moved yeah. on to the movie? That Yeah, awesome. it was
1: the same team. And so we had all... What was cool is like we'd been in the trenches together making things guerrilla kind of off the cuff no money and and it was you know it's Clayton Cogswell as our director and then it was me as the writer and actor and then we had Noel Carroll who's my uh, co-host from BioFriendly hey, yeah. and uh, and then uh, he's Charlie he's a uh, Charlie in, in House yeah, of okay. and uh and then and then Derek Hogan who was a uh, you know actor and also helped create the whole universe that we had and so we became this like well-oiled machine that knew what we were doing and we knew each other's sensibilities and it just seemed like the logical next step was to to make a movie and uh and yeah we had done enough content for youtube that we were like well we i think we get it i think we know what we're doing here yeah. so yeah so
0: i mean your your stuff was always high like high quality content for the yeah. web series and stuff too yeah. I don't know why when you when you say shoot gorilla, all I can think is about when me and Ashley would shoot Vines in CVS and we're like, we're gorilla shooting. It's <laughs> <Right? laughs> like we're on the
1: quick, we, we need the seven seconds now. <laughs> like, this is so I, I'm gonna tell a very funny, very relevant story of, okay. of how well trained um gorilla filmers we became. Yeah. And so just recently our, our movie is uh, with Shoreline Entertainment was the company, the produ- production help, house that helped us get it, you know, on Amazon. And so we've maintained a really good friendship with Morris Ruskin from Shoreline. And he even played our dad in the movie. He was, he's just an executive, you know, he's like a big time executive producer, not an actor. Yeah. But we asked him to do this thing and he was like, are you sure? Um, and he ended up being in the film. So just recently our movie was being released in Denmark and Switzerland, I I think, and the company releasing it was like we'd love to have a uh, like an introduction to the movie for our for our channel. You know, we mm-hmm. want it, and we would love it if the if the crew could come out. So Morris calls us up, and this is literally like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And and so we all get together with our you know masks, but we go to this park, mm-hmm. and we're we're standing there and. Clayton's got his camera all set up on a tripod. We have the lavalier mics on. We're going to be doing this little introduction thing. And right, right as we're going in this park, this guy rides on a horseback in plain clothes, mind you. Okay. In clothes, but he's on a horseback and he's got a hat on. And he turns sideways and he goes, well, hey, uh, this looks like a pretty official thing right here. And without missing a beat, without even batting an eye, or hesitating all three of us had this auto response of one went oh we wish no it's actually uh we're filming uh it's for his wife for Christmas and we all automatically had these responses to this guy to get out of any kind of filming trouble for filming in a park without any permits or anything like that and the guy rides on and we all looked at each other and we all went totally a cop like that guy on horseback must be 100% a cop because no regular guy going by is going to ask that question. And cops always, always go, oh, this looks pretty official. And as long as this is a little insider tip for your guerrilla filmmakers, yes. as long as it's something like a birthday video, an engagement video, or something that you, it's not professional. Right. <laughs> and so we we just all three of us are so used to being like a no officer not at all He's right <laughs> so, yeah and he rode on and we finished our thing and we did so we I broke have, the law so what i,
0: I love know. the idea of an off-duty cop who still rides the horse around <laughs> right <laughs> it's like, like,
1: like for sure and an off-duty cop that's still like here he is enjoying his day in the park riding around on a weekend and he still feels the need because I, I I guaranteed this was a cop. it had to have been just like the he never way... got a cop
0: car though he's always yeah. had the horse, <laughs> he and he's like this is just my way around on the
1: weekends. He, the law is with him always for sure That's so funny. yeah, yeah, so that was a that was an example of how when you do gorilla, even when you're in a CVS and you're filming vines with Ashley, yeah. it, the moment you get stopped by a cop, as long as you know how to frame it in such a way that it doesn't sound professional then they'll leave you alone. So yeah. Hollywood tip,
0: right? Hollywood tip guys. You heard it here. Um, (laughs) You heard
1: it here first. Yeah.
0: Lie. Um, (laughs) Just, you guys had like some interesting. Uh, some of your first big recognition was from overseas, right? Like, um, yeah, yeah. What, what was that first film festival you guys did? It was
1: we went into Madrid, Madrid, Spain. Madrid, so that, that was, was our, the first our big one. That was our first big okay. one. That was our that was our world premiere. Um, yeah. it, it was called the Nocturna Film Festival in Madrid, Spain. And so I had never left the United States. I mean, I'd been to Mexico and I'd been to Canada, but I had never like been overseas. And so this was the first time for me, but we got to go to Spain and got to spend yeah. a week, and we got to promote the film, and it was man, it was an experience. That's um, awesome. That was really cool. And then we went on to Germany, and it played through all of Germany. It was like in every city. But you know, we went to a couple of the screenings and and got to meet and greet people. And uh, "Right Said Fred," which I mean, if you're an old man like me, you'll remember "Right Said Fred" was a you know they had the song "I'm Too Sexy." back oh, in the yeah. days back in the 90s yeah. um, they provided music for our soundtrack and they're still you know writing great songs and putting out stuff and they're really big in Europes and so wow. we went to Germany and we got to hang out with Wright, said Fred and we went yeah. out and had beers with them one night and', That's amazing. and it, it was so cool because we showed up to one of the one of the screenings and people are just crowded outside they're so excited. And you're like, oh, they're so excited to see oh, they're here for right, said Fred, aren't they? They're totally here for right, said Fred.
0: <laughs> These are the people that are like, oh, I'm too sexy for Yes. Yeah, it. Was that's that nice. was that like the theme song for the week?
1: Oh uh, uh, that- actually, actually, I didn't bring it up once because I thought that's probably the last thing that they ever, you know, like that's like their hit song, but I think that they're always being said like, Oh, that's the only song they ever did. Whereas they went on and they had a career, maybe not as well known in the, in the United States but I, yeah. I, I didn't even bring up the <laughs> I'm Too
0: Sexy so. I feel like but just between like me and, and the rest of the crew and my friends traveling like that would have been on before every night out mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's the party jam for them. Oh week. absolutely absolutely just play it uh, in the hotel. Yeah yeah so, so then have you have you been to other festivals since then? Um, um,
1: we did we did Madrid we did um, we did Germany and then there was a festival that was in the town where we filmed it. I didn't get to go to that when it was just at a time of year that I wasn't able to go. And then after that, it had distribution, um, on, on Amazon, you know, like I think, I think we first went live on Amazon in 2017, I think. Okay. Um, and so then, then you're done with the film festival circuit. And
0: Oh, right, right. That makes you know, sense. there's,
1: yeah, there's, there's always been a want. We have two other stories that continue on in the Harker universe that we have always wanted to make it's just you know it really took many years of our lives it took a lot of blood sweat and tears and while it is got a lot of people who watch it in the in the um the low budget b-movie horror silly group it's just not it's not a huge enough of a film that we could be like yeah we can make whatever we want now yeah you know? yeah
0: yeah i mean and you got budget and time and all of
1: budget and time. My kids are getting older. All of us, all of us are dads, everybody in the whole team are dads. And so, you know, it's one thing to go for these little windows of time and, you know, have, have that lifestyle. But then eventually you have to, you know, when it, when it matters, when the kids are, you know, paying attention to their dads being home, it's kind of important to not take off all the time.
0: Totally. Yeah. yeah. I get that. I get that. My dog looks at me when I leave for two. Totally. You get it. Same thing. Same, Uh, same thing. Um, but with that, like you've gone on to make some other stuff. Uh, another thing I thought was super fascinating and, uh, super unique in the approach was, and smart as well, uh, was the, uh, intermission project you did. Yes. This was shot entirely on an iPhone eight when iPhone eight was the phone at the time. Yeah. It was
1: like, it was like pretty brand new when I did it. Yeah.
0: But, um, but the, the, it was awesome because then it got recognition for being shot on an iPhone, which yeah. a lot of people don't give these phones enough credit. Like right, we've shot right. tons of sketches on it and stuff like that. And there's yeah. been commercial work shot on it and, and movie shot on it. So I think it was yeah. super cool that you took a small crew out there and yeah. into the middle of the desert <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> and and basically shot this short, uh, which, which is a, you know, a great little story and everything, all on an iPhone, and then you end up getting some decent recognition off of it. Yeah. Yeah. Which was pretty cool.
1: It was amazing. I uh thank
0: you. I, I it
1: was it was something, it was a story that came in my mind and I just was like, you know, I could pitch this to the team mm-hmm. um and I could see if they but I was like, I don't have any money to pay anybody. Yeah. And then also, um, we had gotten to be a really, you know, a good team of, of funny content. But this was something that kind of came from the heart. And I was a little fearful of it, if I brought it to the Good Cops team that they would have notes or feedback or things that they wanted to change about it. So I was like, I gotta do this on my own, but I don't know what the hell I'm doing with uh, with equipment, with film equipment. You know, you sit there and you think you go, well, I could rent a camera, or then I could see if I could have somebody come be a DP on it, but then you're talking about paying and whatnot. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm looking down at my iPhone 8 and I'm like, this thing shoots like 4K. like. There's no reason why I can't go out and film something with this. And then you learn about apps like Filmic Pro, which really help yeah. with like how you can set the shot and focus and and then I got one of those gimbals where you can put your mm. camera on it so it looks like a steady cam. And yeah, just <laughs> I have one of these. Yeah. It won't stop
0: spinning. <laughs>
1: just, just, <laughs> like, wee, wee, i put it on and i'm like
0: well that's broken yeah yeah uh, unless i need a 360 sh- establishing shot <laughs> right I'll i used it in post
1: i used mine i used mine for about a year straight and then and then the mechanics on it did start to kind of go yeah. after some time um but it, yeah so it it came together in a way that i went out i filmed it on my phone and then california is a cool place to live for using scenery that yeah. is like a star of the short it's on its own. Like people who saw it were like, where did you go? And I'm like, two and a half hours inland, there is a place that looks like a an alien planet. And it's insane. And none of that is green screen and none of that is fake. And none of you know, yeah. And uh and so once I once I had the access to that place and, and went out and shot it, it was just a it was a cool thing for me to be able to write, direct, uh, and film an idea from start to finish solely on my own. I had never done that um, in my life. I'd always relied upon a team. And so I kind of had to do it. It was like, yeah. now's the time I got to try to do it. And, and uh, since that time I did one other little short one that was a, uh, you know, more fun. And the, then I, the then, one in I, the woods, right? Yeah. The one in the woods. Yeah. yeah. yeah the and, fire. Then it,
0: and then you sent your phone up on a drone and um, yeah. Yeah. This guy's phone is <laughs> this, going everywhere.
1: This guy's phone this, is going oh, anywhere,
0: man. Yeah, uh, it's
1: it's uh, it, but but since that time, I have another idea for a short that I've been that I've been marinating on during this quarantine, and I think you know I'm hoping that at the start of 2021, I can pull this one off. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll Very see. Cool.
0: Yeah. yeah, always working on something, but yeah, yeah, I mean you're you're super innovative, and and the quality of work is is impressive. Um Thanks, dude. Yeah, but it's Thank always you. fun. Always fun to see what you got coming up. Was yeah, it? I, appreciate that. I mean, so how long were you out in the desert then? Two this, days. That's two it. Days. Two days. Two days. It was. um, we doing, people? Get, right. Get your shorts it two, done.
1: Two days, and it was my 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 cousin and well known musician John Walker who came with me, and uh, Jason Adams. Those were the two fellas that I I snagged, and I just said, "We're going camping. We're going out in the desert," and uh, we 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 picked up on a Friday night. We got out there. We filmed all day on Saturday, and then finished up on Sunday. And that was it. And then we were back yeah. home. Yeah. It's
0: amazing. Like if you really use your resources, you can get a lot of cool shots within yeah. a few hours' drive. Yeah, I, I really go can. four hours east and get all my French Parisian shots right in Vegas, right down <laughs> by the. I use that Eiffel Tower. And totally,
1: totally, it's amazing. You can Everybody, really convince I, people. No,
0: I bet that that place is empty right now. I wonder if people yeah, I've heard. There.
1: I've heard both. I've heard yeah. stories of um people going and being like, "Wow, it was kind of a, you know, ghost town." Or then people going and being like, "It's shocking how many people are still going <laughs> to
0: Vegas." Yeah. So, were you ever a big Vegas guy?
1: Um, yeah, only if I yeah. only if I do it just right. Yeah. Yeah, what because is- you can mess up Vegas pretty bad and I yeah. did that a couple times in my 20s. Uh-huh. where you just don't know that Vegas is going to win every time yeah. this is about gambling in particular yeah 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 but in my young younger years and you you lose a little bit of money and you have that thought hit your brain that goes i can win it back yeah. once you once you start thinking like that your life is over buddy you're you're yeah. done you're done but if you can go and you can say i am going to go and i have this amount of money, a couple hundred bucks. And if I lose it all, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, and you stay in a really great place. Then, then that's a wonderful Vegas trip. But yeah. I, you know, after, after a night or two, I'm ready to get out of there. That the, the sounds, the constant stimulation, like after a couple of days, you're like, let's get, yeah. let's go, let's go. I,
0: I think like two, three days tops is like all you need. That's all you need. I, I won big gambling one, one time. Really? Uh I won like normally I just put down like 20 40 bucks and I lose totally. I'm done. This time I won $135 and paid paid for my hotel and I was like Whoa. I fold and they're like Whoa. that's not how this works. <laughs> um big
1: winner. They're like the penthouse suite Mr. Hansinger follow yeah. me right this way.
0: I think I I hit like yeah like 150 bucks and I lost a couple hands and I was like this pays for my uh, hotel. I'm out. Let's... I'm out. And that was that was winning to me. I'm not. That is winning
1: to me too. Totally. Yeah. Actually, I feel the same way. Is that if you if you can play for a couple hours and you don't lose a lot of money or you win just a twenty here or forty here or something like that, yeah, success for me. Yeah. I, I think I'm never gonna be one of those guys who's like, so I'm going to Vegas. I'm spending ten thousand dollars, and you know, it's like, right? No, no, thanks. Yeah, no.
0: I always like. I, had, I enjoy Vegas when I can go. I haven't been in years. Uh, yeah. And probably and won't we'll go back. Like, like it's going to be like a while. Like yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was a t- it was a young man's game. I feel like It you is. Say that, and there's tons of old people there. But, <laughs> uh, like I, I figured it out like an awesome game plan where I'd go and there was one place that had like those frozen like grenade type drinks like oh the, yeah like, yeah like the footlong hurricane yeah and I was like I can go spend twenty bucks on this that'll be it for the night that's all you need for that's the night all you need and yeah. and yeah you'll be like surfing down escalators and like, <laughs> it'll be perfect it's not, and like i found like the best budget way to do it and i was like super happy about it but yeah it's, My, a, it's a it's a fun interesting place but yeah i haven't been and i don't think i'll go back in the same way that i used to but yeah um it yeah, was a good time. it's changed i like that place good times, good times. yeah um well, anything else going on your way? I know you said you got some uh, you've got some stuff you're marinating on. Obviously, shows yeah. aren't happening right now. Yeah. Have you been doing stand-up uh like prior to this or I know you've you know been it's with it's a lot of different things, so it's interesting because
1: cause this conversation um over the past, you know, six, nine months of this time has come up so many times with other people that I befriended like you in, in stand-up about the state of it what's next like where does it leave us and you know I still see posts from people all the time that are traveling and doing shows or doing Mm -hmm. zoom shows and and I had already taken kind of a step back from it the year prior by just starting the new job I had um you know it's interesting because it, it got harder to do it got harder and harder to do as my children got older and once i accepted this job and this position i i found myself just not having the same level of drive and ambition to get out night after night after night and i would still be thankful when you know a friend would say hey i'm putting together a show would you like to come by and do some time absolutely i i love stand up and i love telling jokes for a crowd but it just got difficult to do the I'm gonna go out from you know 6 p.m. until midnight and just hit mics and drop drop by shows and it just got very difficult to do. So I I had totally. stepped back from it and then now the state that things are in now, I don't know how comedy is gonna return in my life in the future. I really don't yeah. know, but totally. I know it'll all be always be something that I enjoy doing. But yeah. will I have the drive to? you know, road dog it and, you know, get out there and just try to hit the mics. It's like, I don't, I don't think
0: so. And it's tough when you're doing like multiple different outlets too, when you're, when you're producing content and trying to be on stage and, and now doing a podcast and things like that, it it becomes hard. And and, uh, sometimes those other outlets do take over and give you the same joy or similar joy uh, as being on stage. And So, yeah, I mean, it's a lot to juggle, but it's, that's a grind. It's such a grind.
1: It's hard. And I I feel like, you know, maybe some nights I got a little carried away and stayed out late and burnt myself out and got myself into the ground with the, you know, the being at at clubs until one, two in the morning. Mm -hmm. But then there for the last few years, I, you know, it was more about being part of the community and getting to having those relationships and those friends and knowing, that there were shows that you could you could go by and you could be there and you could stop by in this place and get some time and I loved that. Um, but it is yeah once you once you fill your time creating other things, it's a good point that one of them is going to not get as much attention anymore.
0: Yeah, you know? and that just yeah. happens. So I get it, man. I get it. You get it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. Time. It's hard. <laughs> Yeah. um <laughs> uh, but yeah well cool man this has been a lot of fun uh um, yeah i think we're hitting that time where um Perfect. you know is there anything else i mean obviously, obviously there's not we've plugged so much for you uh, i know i know I'll I'll i'm really everything. grateful uh but I, I want people to see your stuff and you're you are like one of the reasons i wanted you on is because you're such a great creator and I, and I hope this inspires other people to think outside the box sometimes uh yeah and, and you know, because sometimes those projects and creating your own projects seem so daunting. Uh, yeah. But it's nice to hear other people doing it and see other people doing it and finding out how about the, or how they went about doing it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm glad that we were able to come on and, and, you know, hear your stories and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely link those up. Definitely check out uh, yeah. all, all of the stuff. House Harker, the bio-friendly podcast. Very <laughs> funny. Definitely check yeah. that out. And then, uh, of course, Good Cops, Tumbleweed intermission i could go on oh, the list oh, all of there. them
1: yeah 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 yeah. absolutely but, I can... uh
0: and then just follow uh at jacob gibbons uh yeah. for future posts and updates and things like that yeah. uh well cool thank you very much jacob yes great thank you for having see me you. great to hang with you again
1: it's so good to uh, see you i can't to see you and ashley in person, in again, person again someday Hopefully soon it'll be so great and uh you know i'm really really glad to have you guys back in the city and love the stuff that you make and the skits and the, the short videos and the comedy that you guys are are putting out all the time it, it always makes me smile to see you guys too so hey
0: i appreciate yeah. that yeah yeah absolutely all right buddy well, well thanks for day. having
1: me on your podcast i feel very honored and oh, uh thank you for coming <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey. thanks for tuning in to a bit unraveled i'm ryan hansinger